look at the state of this podcast in place podcasting place yeah that's right let me just go ahead and dust off some of this equipment let's uh, go ahead and light some of these torches put a blanket on the napping old man in the corner by the fire all right let's load up this podcast episode well while we wait for that to finish check out the instagram youtube channel rate the podcast on spotify or podcast addict or whatever you use to listen to podcasts sorry about the really long absence it got really busy with life but i'm gonna keep uploading episodes until i well i just can't anymore you know and enjoy this episode of catacomb confrontations catacomb confrontations You guys travel, and this time the entire cavern is co- is just complete darkness. It's hard to see anything for those without dark vision. Um, who's leading the navigation for this uh, area? I can do that. Okay. You guys begin your travel. Um, the biggest thing you notice along the way is in certain sections every now and then it looks like it seems um like it's supposed to form a language and then it turns into these crazy shapes that go across the entire cavern at a certain point um around here you begin around here you notice the symbols take a dwarvish form language yeah so oh what is eldest i look at eldest or if she hasn't paid attention to them i tell her that there's there's some stuff um i think do i recognize it as dwarvish like zuvara uh you can tell you you don't speak the language but you can mm-hmm. understand what it you know what language it is okay yeah what do you see i uh, it's some... Sivara, what do you see? It, it's some sort of carving. What do your elf eyes say? Inoki, uh, it is just kind of clutched onto you tightly as you all travel through the darkness. Nice. Sivara, what language is it? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I, I... Warven? Hmm? Eldith, why, why don't you take a look? Well, oh, hold on, hold on. Eldith just pushes past some of y'all. Like, let me, let me take a look at it. She uh, drops her shield next to it and leans on it as she starts uh, inspecting it. Um, can I cast Dancing Light as a cantrip? Okay. Yes, in front of me. Right, we'll say you have a little area of light there. Here, can I climb up with Eldith? Go ahead. You see her inspecting it and she, she kind of grimaces for a moment. It's... This section is dwarvish, but it it breaks off. It just has words instead of sentences. It's like this part here, she points. It says mortal, and this section here says uh, it's just a pronoun, it's just describing him. Are you sure that's Are you sure what that's what this means? Because I can read a little bit of dwarvish, but this is written in an odd di- dialect. She kind of looked at you, puts her hands on her shoulder, like crosses them, and looks a bit huffy. Well then, then you by all means take a look. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I... No, no, no. She grabs you and shoves you next to the wall. Come, Inoki. What do you think this one means? And she points towards it. I, uh, I, okay. I'm sorry. Great, <laughs> you're able to understand that. Try like, no, 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 no. You are <laughs> quite capable. Fine, fine, Eldiff. I just was trying to help you out. I help me out or prove me wrong. <laughs> and then I'm like, everyone, what she clearly left out was something really important. And I tell them some part of the passage she just didn't say or something. I don't know. As you say, like, pray, like you point out the part that says praise. You notice that it shifts from Dwarvish to Gnomish on that section. And this part is Gnomish. 
Yeah, Eldiff, did you recognize that? No, I'm not a dwarf. I'm not a gnome. Yeah, well, neither am I, and I can speak dwarvish. <laughs> Why did y'all ask me? <laughs> you volunteered. You came up here correcting me. Why don't you take over? I have the question. I'm sorry, Eldiff. I was. I wanted to brush up on my dwarvish, and I was asking you. I didn't. It's very good, Inoki. Well, thank you. I'm sorry. I didn't mean anything by it, Papitos. friends. While you guys are having this moment, but people all somehow have snuck between you all and says, "Well, it says praise this uh, this guy." Oh, shut this up, Pepito. We're having a moment. Yeah. Why? Why do you feel like you need to step in right now? And he just can't I, you see she was being very helpful. He just puts a hand up, ignoring the two of you, and expects the rest of it. He goes further into the cavern, reading off the uh, wall, and then you just hear him kind of say, "Oh, hold on, hold on. We need attention. Everyone, at the ready." Elder kind of grabs her shield, gets ready. Darendil like just hunches over and looks around. Seems like he spotted something up ahead. Thank you, Elder. I always had trouble making up that word. Kind of huffs to herself and is like, "You're welcome." <laughs> well, she actually she makes her way over towards it, Pupito, and she gasps and yells out, "We're gonna need a few people up here. Just be ready." It. What? Do you need more help reading Towards anyone that goes up there, they see a number of bodies, a number of corpses all on the ground. Seems like they're torn into each other and blood is splattered all over the wall. Dwarf, gnome, elf. There's a couple of skeletons. Um, a lot of the bodies are in various stages of decay. Pepito just walks past all of this, ignoring the bodies and the blood. He's just inspecting the walls. Now, seeming with the purpose, muttering to himself as he just goes across, saying stuff under his breath. So do we, is somebody up there to see the bodies or is it just him? Um, Elder seen him. I'm kind of just pointing it out to those who decide to go up there at this point. Okay, I, I guess I count myself in that group and I'm in shock of the, the bodies and also Bupita's lack of interest in the multiple bodies of many different races. Yeah, you just see him stepping over him, no, with ease, clearing up blood off the wall, trying to compare uh, carvings from here to there. It is staying your Shushar. Shushar is staying in the back with you, uh, watching the, the scenario. Um, I want to go check up on the elf bodies because this is Underdark. Okay, I think that was my bad on description on that. And not elves, but drow. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Technically correct. I mean, it's still bad. Yeah, so I guess upon further inspection, when you look, it's it's a bunch of drow bodies. Okay, I see if there's anything to loot. Okay, give me investigation check. Jakes, uh, are you up there with Inoki? I mean, with Bapito, or are you staying in the back? No, I'm up there, and um, I, I guess... I look around and it's Pepito frantically looking at the walls. Is Eldiff up there with me as well? Eldiff, uh, she was with you all, but once you got to the section of carnage, really, she just is at the ready watching every, watching around you all. Okay, and some is Ugesh or Savar up there with me as well, or is it just us three? I'm up there with you. I Ugesh or Zuvar is investigating the bodies. Ugesh, what are you uh -huh. doing? I was with not you, like, I was behind. Okay. okay. I rolled a unnatural 20, by the way, for the investigation. Nice. Oh. I guess I'm just trying to see if I recognize any of the bodies before we jump to Arun's nice investigation roll. If you need me to roll investigation after Arun, then I can. Yes, go ahead and roll investigation as well. 
uh, that would say that would be you trying to see what happened to the bodies and what you can make of it. Uh, Arun, you investigate, and despite having such a high check, you don't find anything of notice. You get a number of daggers from them, some short swords. I would say that amongst all of the bodies, you found about 16 to 17 gold. Okay. With that natural 20, when you investigate it, you notice just while there's a lot of hack and slashing, it seems like each death was slit to the throat. And from the looks of it, it was done to themselves. Oh, like, so they did it to themselves. Right. Okay. That's, uh... Just, uh... Interesting. Um, also, I just wanted to say it was an unnatural 20. I rolled a 14 and I have a plus six to investigate. Still good. Still the okay. same description. <laughs> okay. Okay. I I sort of look up and I look up to whoever is closest to me. It would be Inoki. Okay. I say to Inoki, um, there might be something uh, magical or weird going on here. This this wasn't any any random battle. This was suicide. Uh, I don't feel so good about this. Really? Yeah. Do you think it could have been like? Some weird ritual or something? Maybe. It was an offering. Off in the distance, you hear Bapito kind of like, while staring at the wall with a smile on his face, just speak up. They were blessing a god. My god. They were blessing the gods of the Darrow. They were blessing the god? Your god? They were offering tribute. Uh, ah. Hit. He kind of like points to the wall and then runs to another section. It, it switches into from the language, but it all says the same thing. May he soon shed his mortal form. Praise Dinkarazan. Praise Dinkarazan. Praise Dinkarazan. May his may he soon shed his mortal form. Uh, okay. As I'm like a little on guard, a little on edge. So I will say, anyone who's from the Underdark or has lived in the Underdark in your player group can make a uh history check on this. You said history, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, I got a 15. From what you, hard to describe for you, like you are aware of some of the cultures down here, but you also don't necessarily reside down here. From the random talks of gnomes, at least, uh, the closest connection to most Darrow, you heard of him as a god for the Darrow, this hybrid of one of the original hybrids of dwarves and humans. It's also something like you've heard as like a ghost story, kind of like they don't necessarily, like this god doesn't truly exist, but it also is formed from the collective group of madness. All right. That's what you know. Okay, so I realize that. I look around if anyone's also picked up on that. And if not, Eldiv has a grimace on her face. You see it kind of once she once this information has been said, just eyeing Bopito. You've seen how her face kind of changed around people over the time traveling. It's that same kind of look she gave Bopito the first time you all kind of were in you all were in the prison. This look of concern and not being trusted. Okay, I quietly go to Eldef as I see the like face of recognition, and I. I'm like, so you recognize the name too, huh? I recognize it as something that this man, this creature would worship. Something why I mentioned long ago we shouldn't trust him for. Hey, I am also a bit concerned when he said his god, but Bupitos seemingly hasn't done anything to, you know, to 
make us worry of did you mention you doing this via rapport score uh no good point i completely forgot because i'm uh, the mind player and being used to it i assume but i had to remember to make a check for her yeah so no here i'll i'll do rapport spores and but like also i'm going to try to do it more specific to like leave vapido out of it you know just more like me eldiff and um, Zivara. Okay, Zivara, give me a con check, by the way. That will be con save a check. Con save, sorry. That will be a five. Man, questions y'all could have asked in Mind Flare. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I had a lot of chances to talk to them. This isn't on me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so in your head, you have, so this is just, he's, I don't believe we have, we are, we ran out of usefulness for him, which is why he hasn't done anything towards us. Traveling with him, he is capable. I believe that. I do not trust he will, he won't slit our throats at a moment's notice. Well, I, look, I'm not saying I'm not worried about that now, but let's, let's be on guard and give him the benefit of the doubt, right? I mean, I look at Savar, I'm like, Savar, I don't know if you recognize the name of the god, but it's, I got of, and I explained to him the situation. Yeah, you relay the info. Uh, okay, that's concerning, but I mean, you can't really judge a person based on lore. Yeah, like, let's let his actions speak for him for now. Exactly, but we need to be on the guard. Yeah. I, but uh, thank you for for letting me know. I, uh, I'm a surface dweller. I. I don't know anything about this, but uh, yeah, it's, it's good to keep our guards up. But at the same time, give him some credit where credit's Yeah, but Eldiff, I think you're not wrong to be a little on guard considering. And I just look down and like gesture to like the 25 or so more bodies all around us. She kind of looks around and like, when you do that, she just waves her hand wide like she's stretching, but to you all it's more like see. Right. Again, I get it, but let's still careful here. I can go let the others know what's going on and just I guess be careful. And I start to descend and relay some info. Well, it isn't listening while you guys are having this conversation. We it... can't. We're having it in our minds. While you guys were standing near each other, <laughs> it uh, asks Bupito, why? Do you approach and ask him? Yeah, like you can go up and ask. You can still. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming we're all in hearing range of each other. You are. Caves help for that. Yeah, so it just asks why. And he kind of looks curious, like, why? What do you mean? Why offer like this? Oh, um. He kind of smiles because that's what he asks for. He asks for blood, he asks for violence, he asks for murder. He simple request from him. Why? He kind of says towards you when he says why again, just kind of... It's... he worships... he exists on cruelty. You know what's coming, right? <laughs> <laughs> it, it wants to ask why, but it knows that it's not going to be satisfied. <laughs> so uh, it says, do you want to do this? God, that silence. Torpedo <laughs> turns from you and stares at the carving. <laughs> and then he says that the bodies, it kind of looks away. I wish to follow my divine plan. I only wish to ascend. I wish to leave it at that. Did they ascend? No, I don't think any of these people had the chance. 
Why did they do it? Because they believe in another. But they can't see what happens next. Fate, little one, is a powerful thing. Some say it's as strong as madness. It is just confused. <laughs> <laughs> the people up ahead, Zuvar and Noki, go ahead and give me a perception check. All right. Bad, bad roll, 11. I rolled a 16. 16. Uh, yes, sir. It's harder for you to see, Zuvar, but like once Enoki kind of points it out, you guys off in the distance uh, see this strange wooden sign that seems to be placed next to a rock. Oh, no. I am potentially frightened because a carved rock can mean a lot of things in D&D. <laughs> oh, no. It's a carved wooden sign, but it looks like it was moved um, and posted here. Like It's just leaning on the side behind the rock. As if uh, someone took it and placed uh, placed it behind it. Oh, for a minute, you made me worried we were going to have to fight a stone giant. As you activate the stasis uh, mod, you see that it's uh, <laughs> several yellow dots connected to one another. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, well, well, am I near the sign? Like, I was I was trying to relay the info to, like... No, you're not near the sign right now. You, you don't know what the sign is, really. You just... It's, so it, you just noticed it as if someone was... Uh, it's like it was so hidden. Gotcha. Um, do I have I had a chance to talk to like uh, Ugesh and like technically uh, Krav and Shimshar? Um, yes. He, uh, you guys got a chance to relay the information about the walls. Well, and... I feel like I would have started off with the bodies. <laughs> <laughs> you did, guys. Guys, there there are a fuck ton of bodies littering the ground. And also, there's some like ancient dwarven texts and gnomish texts. But there are so many bodies. For the body. <laughs> she shot just like, oh, this is. That is unfortunate. Oh. Yeah. I thought we knew. <laughs> I guess it didn't ask all those questions, but now it did ask the questions to Bupito. Yeah, and I guess <laughs> um, the, technically, I, I feel like everyone should roll a constitution saving throw since. Again, I like to communicate. I need yes, to. Yes, thank you. I keep forgetting. Um, not keep. I keep forgetting that you have to use your word in your mind. So yeah, I'll be like, oh yeah, I release the spores, and then also saying it. Ugesh, give me con saves. I'm sorry for giving you cancer, but this is important. <laughs> okay, eight. Ooh. Okay, I'm gonna die. I don't think you affected. Uh, hmm. I can't. Never mind. Yeah. Is it poison? I just hope you know that amphibians are especially <laughs> uh, susceptible to disease, <laughs> or they get mutated easily. I guess I should say. By the end of this campaign, it will have four extra arms. Yeah. <laughs> and and Jake's will be like, oh, you're like a mic in it too. <laughs> One of us. That's what I've been slowly doing is converting everyone into mushroom people. But with this rapport, you, he's relayed the information between you all. Yeah, I guess I tell everybody that, and then I think I'll let somebody else take a turn. Should guys. we approach the sign? <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of wanted to see what you guys would do now that you know there are like a lot of bodies. But apparently, nobody's phased. <laughs> Blood means nothing to this group. <laughs> I mean, we've got some <laughs> fucked up shit. Yeah. Um, I've been through my fair share of battles. <laughs> I guess it is gonna... Rife, well, it is feeling a little weird about things and asks Bupito, will you be sad if I take from these dead bodies? He just... For some reason, it feels like Bupito is the authority on this. <laughs> I doubt you'll find anything that uh, 
Zuvaro hasn't already found, but go ahead. Okay, it's just gonna rifle through the bodies. Um, unless you get a go ahead and roll investigation, but I'm not I'm not sure there'll be anything else for you unless you roll pretty high. Okay. Remember, I rolled an unnatural twenty. Yeah. And I got four daggers. <laughs> <laughs> that is like too many daggers. Okay, never mind. I didn't find anything. Oh, if you only knew that. I found a rock. <laughs> and I put the rock in the pouch with my uh, marble things. So I'm pretending I have 991 again. Or 99 again. Are you carefully putting the rock in there or are you just dumping it in the bag? I'm. I'm not gonna spill the bag if that's what you're saying. I'm just no, no. I'm just saying there's certain crystal things that might be a little more <laughs> fragile than others. Well, I assume they were like metal, right? Like the little metal thingies. Not the ball bearings. I'm talking about the uh, beetle. Oh, the beetle isn't in that same bag. The beetle is very oh. precious to me. I'm not gonna let it. <laughs> I'm not gonna break my beetle. Perfect German engineering. No, I get it. <laughs> okay, so. Yeah, you don't. You search after Zuvar, um, finding most of the pockets and pouches already uh, pilfered. Okay. okay. Um, I do. I see it looking through the body. You do. Uh, I walk up to it and I share the loot. I give it two daggers and nine gold pieces and say, "Well, that's all I could find here." Oh, you keep it. Um, you sure? You were. Seems like you were looking for something. I don't know. I okay. don't know what I was looking for. Okay, but, uh, yeah. Thank you. At this point, um, Pupito perks up and pulls out his crossbow and points into the shadows. Someone's nearby. A few seconds passes and you guys start to hear the muttering, someone muttering in the distance. Quick. I will go find the hiding spot really, really fast. Okay, go ahead and move your character to where you want to try to hide and give me a stealth roll. Stealth. That was a 15. 15. I would like to hide there. 15? Okay. Do you think you have effectively concealed yourself? As he com- as he walks from the shadows, you see this Dwegar, um approaching with this giant shield and hammer covered in blood everything except the hammer and shield is covered in blood and he's just walking towards you all absent-mindedly muttering to himself so this is drogar uh yeah drogar 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 gotcha he's just walking past you all does he seem does, happy yeah does he does he notice us he seems like he's just moving past everyone not uh t- going talking to anyone just muttering under his breath uh as he walked past you all you hear him mutter his breath his name shall be name shall be brave name shall be brave i give him a lot of space okay and uh kind of like following your same motion everyone else the npcs do the same and he's just muttering this truck carrying a trail of blood what is he saying again Praised. His name shall be praised. His name shall be. Praised. It is gonna say out loud. Whose name? Oh, oh God. Why, our Lord, come be an offering. And he rushes towards you, swinging his uh, war <laughs> <your> hammer. <laughs> he rolls on that one. Yes. He swings it, and you just kind of 
duck low onto the ground and watch it collide, shattering the rocks behind you. Oh, for it, that's really low. <laughs> he pulls back out the hammer and roars. I just name Choppy Prince. I need everyone to roll initiative. Oh. Is Bupito rolling initiative? Yes. Ooh, I got, I got a five. I got a 15. I got a nine. I got an eight. <laughs> All right. Uh, top initial. Let's see here. Quav is not in this one. Arun, what'd you get? 15. Maya? 8. Inoki? I got a 5. Ugesh? 9. Always bad. Always. I'm doesn't tell you. Okay, oh. Oh. Okay, um, top of the initiative, he roars and he yells, His name will be praised. As he does so, something shimmers next to Pepito before a Bulgara emerges and taking two swings at Bapito. He turns and you just kind of hear him like respond, what the? He's going to do his multi-attack, first hit, 14, which hits Bapito. Oh, Bapito, he gets slammed into the wall on the first hit, second attack, 15 hits Bapito. And as he's falling, the ball just slams into him again, and you kind of see his body sink into the into the wall. And then you see after he slams into him, he just takes a bite out of Bupito and fails to do so. So let me. Okay, good. Jesus! Oh my God! Gods! I guess I say out loud in the game. Yes. And Bupito just collapsed to the ground. He is out. God. But boo! Pito. The Bulgara then roars and rushes. One, two, three, four, five. Between Eldith and Inoki. And Zuvar, it is your go. Yes, great. Because I am going to cast Firebolt at the large creature. And that is... Please hit a natural 20, so a 26 to hit. You concentrate in this bolt, small bolt of fire. Kind of just bursts into a ball of flame and launches itself straight through the shoulder of the uh, barber and just catches flame. Go ahead and roll damage. It is 24 fire damage. Yeesh, good job. Yeah. Oh, do I get sneak attack? Not with the spell attack. Okay, right. we're now 24 damage. And if- Hold on, can, I'm gonna have to retcon something just- I'm sorry everyone. When you do hit him with the fire, the flames die out faster than expected. I will have to mention he seems to be okay. resilient towards the attack. Uh, does it turn around and look at me and is it aware of where I am? It responds to the attack like you see it just in physical pain from the fire. As the fire dies down, it's just grunting and sees you still in that uh, casting position. Okay, I am going to move and uh, take an action to hide. Or, like, take a bonus action to hide. Roll a stealth roll at one. And I would like to hide somewhere here. And my stealth roll is uh, a six. Okay. You shoot this fireball, firebolt, and then you're kind of, like, amazed by the intensity of it. Then you look up and <laughs> see that this Bulgara is now looking at you with a sudden kind of hatred. And you stumble just behind a rock thinking, like, I'm, I'm, I, he can't see me here. I'm fine. <laughs> okay. Next is Derendil, who he sees the Dwegar that took a swing at it next to him. And he is going to take a multi-attack on him. Go, Derendil. Attack misses. Second attack misses. You see him take two swings, making impact on the uh, Dwegar. 
just stands and just takes the hits without moving or flinching. Hmm. Ugesh, it is now your go. I, um, how far am I from the boss? What's that mean? Well, the mob monster you are currently uh, about 15, 20 feet away from. Okay. The boss monster you are 10 feet away from. 15, I guess. Uh, I was at attack, the the closer one. So I rush up to him, and I am going to attack with my battle axe. Battle axe! Ooh, nat 20. <laughs> oh, no. So that means I'm going to do a 2d8. <laughs> Only a D&D. Nat 20 is double nat 1. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so seven damage, and then... So you rush in... And you get a excellent, like you rush in and you hit him square in the chest, only to feel your hand like sink in and bounce back when he flexes. But I, I do like actually do damage though, right? Yes. Okay. So then I, since I'm level five, I do have an extra attack now. Nice. Yay. That's good. It is 12 total. So we're, we're going to double up. This time I got a 12. Yeah. With the hand still shaking from the force, you pull, you try to swing again. The ball goer just kind of leans back from it. Oh, tragic. Next up is Eldiff's turn, who just eyes the ball goer next to him, just looks over towards Pepito. It's like, is he, is he dead? Do we? And she just takes a swing at the, at the ball goer. Multi-attack. Ooh, first one, good hit. You watch her swing low, and it seems to catch a part of his leg. Second one, she takes a second swipe, and it just misses and forces her to pull back. I was going to say next on the initiative is Pepito, who is going to make a death saving throw. Fails the first one. Oh, damn. Next on the initiative is it. In front of you is this uh, bloody looking Gregor. Okay, um, so. Pepito uh, is currently on the side of a wall, just bent in a terrible shape, uh, leaning back head is just hanging down. Okay, wait, who's this guy? This it's is Bupito. not, that's Bupito? Yeah. Wait. That's Darendale. No, that's Darendale. I thought that was Bupito. No, that's Darendale. Darendale. Oh, <laughs> I forgot there was another one. <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, wait, but that's Bupito. I've been calling him Tom the whole time. I would just assume, I was just like, I never really counted the tokens. I just assumed they were the same man the whole time. <laughs> wait, Darendale's the prince? Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> okay, and Bupito's the cultist. Okay. Apparently he is. <laughs> yes. Profiling, but okay. All right. Um, so I'm just going to go up to the... Well, actually, no. I'm going to say where I am, but I am going to shoot the uh, bad guy who is who hurt Bupito, who I am now very concerned about, but also weirdly protective of. <laughs> I'm going to... Uh, He's our crazy mad cultist. I'm gonna pull out a little crossbow dart, rub it on my skin and get it all nice and slick with my mucus, and then shoot it at him. Oh wait, is he engaged with someone? Yeah. Nice. Uh, the ball girl is currently engaged with three individuals. Nice, all right. So but gonna... I will say if you try to do a range attack, it will be at disadvantage, as right behind you is this a hulking uh, Duragar. Oh. But I also don't like him, right? No, you do not. He also tried to swing at you when you when you said when you asked him a question, almost like what the fuck. Okay, then maybe I'll just shoot him if he's right in fr- if he's 
<laughs> blocking the other guy. Uh, my shooting range is 80 feet, so it should be plenty. Sure, but if you're trying to shoot him at close range, it's disadvantage as well. Dang You'll it. probably be better off using a dagger on him. Dang it, okay. I'll stab him. Okay, give me an attack roll. With my slick, mucusy dagger. So do you want to change it and say that you spend the time coating your dagger instead of your crossbow bolt? Yeah, I'm wiggling my okay. dagger all over my body. Jeez. <laughs> uh, 12? 12 does not hit. You feebly slam the dagger into him and you hear a chink as it connects. You haven't even made it past the chainmail on his knee. Um, was putting my poison on the dagger, does that count as a bonus action? It does. That's what we uh, discussed. Okay, then yeah, that's all I can do. Uh, yeah, no, that's all I could do. This is the end of the turn after Inoki does his turn. Is the Dorogon next? And we'll catch up next week. Sounds good. Oh, okay. Yeah, awesome. It sounds good. All right. So right now, I am near this creature. Yes, the Balgora. This large ape-like creature with massive arms. Okay. So as I am very, like, intimidated and, like, shocked, I am going to be like, Sleep, and I cast sleep. Okay, go ahead and roll me those dice, sir. Okay. Is that a disadvantage when you're in a fight? No, uh, not for sleep. Nice. Okay, one second. I have to say, what, wait, what level are you casting sleep at? I'm casting it at uh, first level. Okay. Which I'm pretty sure it still is like 5d8. Mm-hmm. Oh, 29. 29. You've watched the little silver dust fall into his eyes and nose and he just shakes it off onto you all, roars in your face. Oh god! Oh my god, I think this thing's- I think this thing's undead! Either that, or he's immune to my charm. <laughs> or you gotta get- or no, you gotta get good. It can't be that I failed, it's- <laughs> That's impossible. Okay, let me- let me see if I can do anything else. Uh, you still have a bonus action? Uh, yeah, I guess I cast Bardic Inspiration on the next person in the initiative which at the top of the initiative would be the ball girl. Well, probably not, not him, right? After him, after him <laughs> it will be Arun. So you look at Arun, how do you inspire him? No, 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 no. I, I'm like, go with me. I'm going to inspire this ball rock. No, I, go, I give it to Arun. Oh. <laughs> Please give the DM for it. <laughs> no, I, I, I will not give you that opportunity. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, so I, I, I give Bardic Inspiration to Vara, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, he didn't go to sleep. I'm scared. So Vara, take it from here. As I like pass the buck to him, I guess I like tap him on the shoulder as I run away. Okay. And I'm gonna move. I'm actually gonna climb down a little bit and be like, on the lower level now. At the end of the initiative, it's a Duogar. He sees a tiny grunge in front of him, chink like with the dagger, and he kind of like kicks off the dagger. He he puts up his warhammer and pulls out this weird jagged war pick and like slams his chest, causing blood to like splatter next to him. Ew. And takes a stance. You and Daniel watch as he starts to shake and grow larger and larger. And he is currently now one size larger than before, from medium to large. Oh no! And he just and, and that's the end of his turn, and that is where we'll leave off. Oh shit! So yeah, gross. We might I'm die. sorry I asked him. I'm sorry I asked him <laughs> an innocent question. <laughs> I'm sorry too. You guys almost got away with it. Right. <laughs> It just, it didn't understand. Everyone's been so nice. <laughs> it thought this guy would be nice too. We are in a room filled with bodies. Uh -oh.
You learned a lesson. And this guy is covered in blood. But apparently it was consensual <laughs> bodies. So, like, don't get me wrong. It is very confused. Thanks for listening to this episode. And special thanks to the D&D crew. David George as Ugesh the Fighter. Arun Badawaj as Suvar the Half-Elf. Jack Phillips as Kral the Warforge. Maya Raz as It the Grung. And, as usual, some of the sound effects used in this episode were made by me. And the sources for the music and additional sound effects can be found in the description below and were used under Creative Commons licensing. This podcast is unofficial fan content of the D&D 5e module out of the abyss we are not sponsored or endorsed by wizards of the coast any role-playing we do as characters depictions of locations or other content in this module is fan content of this podcast of the source material so support the official content links are always in the description below and stay subscribed for the next episode peace